Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Monday. Can we get a standard unit of measurement for uh, asteroids? I mean, is that a possibility? I just, I don't know. They don't seem to do it that way. And I find it so, so strange. Uh, If it's not possible, I understand. But, you know, I just read about a close flyby that we had on Saturday, actually. If you didn't hear about it, an asteroid came closer to the Earth than the moon's orbit. Which, I mean, sounds really close. It's still a huge, huge distance and was not even close enough to us to be even uh, thinking about impacting, it turns out. And should it have impacted, would it have actually done anything? Probably not, right? What caught my eye, though, was a non-issue. But my eye trained itself on the fact that they are measuring this asteroid that flew by us over the weekend as being 22 tunas. The size of 22 tuna fish. Okay, yeah, great. My mind knows exactly how to figure that out. Oh, and they clarified it, too. They helped us out saying, don't worry, the metric that they used is the total length of an Atlantic bluefin tuna fish at its maximum size. Oh, okay, that clears it up. Perfect. Now I've got the mental image. That 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 definitely took care of all the issues that, that I had. Uh, it's so weird, though. This is just a taste of how they figure some of this stuff out. I mean, for example, trying to illustrate that, you know, when asteroids do impact the Earth, it's not that usually a big deal. Uh, One last year, March 2022, half the size of a giraffe did hit the Earth, caused no damage. Lake uh, Ontario was the site of one in late November. Uh, They didn't say the size of that one, but more examples from this year in February. One twice the size of a Super Bowl trophy impacted the Earth near France. A meteor the size of a Pembroke Welsh Corgi also impacted a few days later, weighing as much as four baby elephants. That was around Texas. Why do we do this? Can we just get a standard unit of measurement? I don't know how much half a giraffe is, okay? The man in black, John Wick, is the man of the hour once again with his fourth chapter out in theaters as of Friday. Awesome. Awesome movie. Awesome franchise. I rewatched them going into it. It was great. And it has been in my brain, causing me to think about things like a new reality TV show idea, one that I would actually watch, inspired by John Wick, of course. Uh, Basically, a manhunt format, but instead of just tossing people in the woods, you know, with a whole camera crew hovering around them to somehow hide from an old tracker, I used to just get so frustrated whenever that show was on. But you get together a bunch of paintball ego types, you know, and one combat-trained veteran badass. And all of the overconfident paintballers have one goal in common. They're each trying to be the one to land the winning shot while their fellow contestants are dropping like flies. You line the playing field with action cameras, no camera crews running around. And the only thing I haven't figured out is the title. John Acrylic? No. Uh, Paintabellum? Nah, you know, I'll, I'll keep working on it. I'll keep working on it. You're listening to the Steve Reed Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Nikki Six is in the news because he's hanging out with Dolly Parton. Yeah, she is working on making good on those those uh, assurances that she would earn 
her place in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame by putting out a rock and roll album. And Nikki Six is going to join her for it, apparently. He just tweeted out recently that he played bass on a song for Dolly Parton. I guess March 22nd would have been the day, but beyond that, no details, and we'll have to wait for a little bit longer to find out when we can actually listen to samples from this album. Ticketmaster in the news again over the price of tickets. Shocker there. But actually, a class action lawsuit has been issued, has been levied against uh, price gouging by Ticketmaster, alleged, for Drake's tour. Now, sold uh, uh, tickets were being sold for a show featuring Drake at the Bell Center and were selling for about $790 each for platinum seats. Now, they also announced another show the following day, and those same seats were $350 less. You can see how some people are a little bit upset about this, especially since they would have already known that that second date was going to be added. So why do the ticket prices have such a big difference? We'll find out more as this fleshes out. Meanwhile, we've got Matt Cameron of Pearl Jam denying that he is going to be joining the Foo Fighters on drums regularly into the future. Um, there was also rumors about the ex-Angels and Airwives, uh, Airwaves Adam Willard being part of the band in a, 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 an ongoing or at least a touring basis, but no actual details have happened. And it also happens to be one year since the loss of Taylor Hawkins. It was March 25th of last year. It's possible that Twitter is about to let people hide the blue check mark that they're paying $8 a month for. Ah, this world sometimes makes no sense. Uh, so, for context, they recently said that even though they were planning to keep the legacy verification marks from before, before the whole Elon Musk of it all for the sake of preventing fake accounts from being generated and claiming to be people or brands that they aren't and simply buying the clout with the paid-for checkmark to fool folks, the old verifications that existed prior are going to be dissolved as of April 1st right away, right? And it's a, definitely a push for more people to get that verification checkmark. It's 1,000% what it is. Uh, no matter how much he talks about checking to make sure that people are actually not bots, they're real people. Uh, don't be a bot. Buy a checkmark. It's s silliness. But uh, this means that the only blue check marks after April 1st are going to be the ones that are paid for, which means people are going to be on display for having paid that $8 a month when they might have wanted to kind of just blend in otherwise. So they will be able to continue paying and then hide what they are paying for. It makes zero sense. I love it. Tuesday. Yeah, back in November. Oh, my first ever earthquake. As a great many of us did, especially if you've been in Alberta a long time. Don't often feel that. I mean, every once in a while, right? Uh, but certainly, uh, I've never felt anything like that. And uh, those Alberta earthquakes apparently weren't naturally occurring at all. Uh, the depth, apparently, the depth of the vibrations initially had experts thinking, hey, definitely natural. This usually doesn't happen this deep down. But <clears throat> it did. The depth uh, was not actually a factor telling us what was going on. They were apparently the result of wastewater dumping down into the earth. Uh, you know, uh, industry uh, operations and, uh, you know, yeah, that... I guess that makes some sense, right? I mean, you think you, you pour water on the ground, it just kind of goes away a little bit. A little bit, right? But it, it, that much water, it doesn't just go anywhere. It doesn't just get sucked, soaked up like a sponge. You know, it has to find a path. And it's kind of like when you, you decide you're actually going to drink your three to four liters of water a day, your healthy water, but it's day one, and you try to get a head start by chugging the first liter first thing in the morning, and by 10 a.m., you're feeling some of those tectonic rumblings below your tummy. I get the science. 
Kind of hilarious to think of somebody in a band as huge as Metallica being excited that they get to sing for the first time on a major record, but that's what happened with their bassist, Robert Trujillo. Apparently, he's going to make his debut singing on a Metallica song for their upcoming album, 72 Seasons, uh, which represents the 18 years it takes to become um, a man, right? Or, uh, you know, to become an adult. And also, uh, many, many years of their very, very active, you know, career. Uh, but yeah, the song is called You Must Burn. It's going to be, uh, you know, part of this big compilation that's being released, uh, you know, with new, new, new music. But he says in an interview with So What, when I joined Metallica, I'd never sung in my whole life. So the fact that I can now support a backup vocal is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Uh, also cool, but could be cooler if they were coming closer to home. Uh, the Offspring have announced a, a tour in the U.S. Of course, they're in the U.K. headlining a tour currently, but they're going to be bringing another leg down to the U.S. and joined by Sum 41 and Simple Plan to support. There's a bunch of dates that have been announced just recently, and yet they are all U.S. only. They're not even calling it North American Tour, and I'm glad that they're not because it's not a single stop in Canada, despite having two Canadian bands on the bill. And one of those moves that I would never have the courage to actually make, a man near Chicago pulled over in a routine traffic stop, <laughs> presented to the law enforcement officer a get-out-of-jail-free card from Monopoly. Yeah, yeah, that card. This card may be kept until needed or sold. Get-out-of-jail-free. Chance card, right? I mean, what are the chances that that would actually work if they were going to be arresting you? I mean, uh, you know, as the story goes, they just posted on the social media with a laugh. Last night, traffic stop driver got hand handed this card along with the driver's license. Unfortunately, the state of Minnesota does not recognize this as a valid document. Oh, shocker. Go figure. Is that why I'm not getting $200 every time I pass go? It must be. Wednesday. Not that I'm a parent and know what I'm talking about in any way, shape, or form, but every parent should try this phrase with their kid. And the phrase is, it's really hard being a kid, isn't it? Aww. Uh, this coming from an expert named Dr. Becky. Um, and it's less about like parroting the important words and more about the important message behind it, uh, about kids feeling seen, you know, just acknowledged and <gasps> gasp. Dare I say a little bit understood? And I emphasis on a little bit. You know, all things uh, that are giant mountains to overcome as a kid. You know, if you can think back to it, you can remember back to the days. Everything was tough, right? So, yeah, yeah, you know, and I get it. I get it. It is really hard being a kid, isn't it? I mean, give it a try, right? What's the harm? I know. It's tough. But it's much harder being an adult, all right? So I don't want to hear about it. Here's your lunch. Well, what's a piece of life advice that has stuck with you? Let us know. Jump into the conversation online or text it. Call it 780-715-2789. I'm uh, all for electric cars and any you know kind of technology that's still measured in horsepower. Uh, where the energy comes from to charge them, yeah, that's a whole different conversation. We could go on for hours. But I was just reading about the possibility of your high-tech new e-car, uh, your new ride up and driving itself back to the factory in the case of, like, uh, you know, a boot needing to be put on it. In that case, you shouldn't be driving anyway, so I don't really have much sympathy, but it's just weird to think that your vehicle could just be like, Peace, I'm out of here, bye. Or, uh, you know, in case of, like, a repossession or something like that, the technology for the device to actually drive itself back instead of any uh, repo people coming to actually take, take it themselves. And this is weird, right? It just seems strange, and it occurs to me that that is just a whole new genre of country-western music coming, isn't it? 
The truck drove itself away? That seems sad. Hey Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. The Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, they've shared a new song. It's called Spellbinding. We've known that there was new music coming and most likely some new uh, live performances. Yes, a tour through the United States has been announced as well. And uh, it's all in support of this new uh, three-part rock opera that they announced just last year. And Act 1 was released in November. Act 2 was February. But the finale is May 5th. And it was actually going to be April 21st, but they had to delay it a little bit. Probably, likely, to solidify some of these uh, tour dates and figure out exactly where they're going to be stopping by. And does it count as a Canadian or a North American tour? Well, sort of. My rubric, my, my criteria is that it has to have more dates than just Toronto and Vancouver. And technically it does. No Vancouver, there is a Toronto, but there's also Ottawa the next day. So it barely squeaks by. Lenny Kravitz in the news as well. After a big performance, uh, a medley of some of the biggest songs of his entire career, he played that during the iHeartRadio Music Awards that took place on Monday. But it was during the opening of the uh, the, the entire awards ceremony that he did his performance and uh, paid tribute to the victims of the school shooting in Nashville this uh, past week as well. Just a horrifying situation and hearts are going out. Totally metal news for the day. Uh, there's woolly mammoth meatballs now. <laughs> that is so metal. Uh, but okay, there's more to unpack here, and it's not as it is on just paper. This is uh, meat that has been grown from fur tissue genetic samples that have been found in Arctic permafrost from woolly mammoths. Yeah, and uh, the world's first woolly mammoth meatball has now been created through the science behind that. Sorry, first woolly mammoth since they went extinct. (laughs) First woolly mammoth meatball. I'm sure that that was a recipe way back, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago. But still, beyond wondering what it tastes like, uh, it's really not entirely woolly mammoth. And it's also not intended for human consumption, at least not at this point in time. It's by an Australian upstart company that really just wants to get the conversation opening up about lab-grown meat, or as they very cleverly are calling it instead, cultured meat. Oh, that sounds way more appetizing, right? Lab-grown meat or cultured meat. But it's actually mainly lab, uh, lab-made lamb, and it's got a kind of a tiny sprinkling of mammoth DNA in there as well. Weird. I'm not saying I wouldn't eat it, though. Thursday. There's more Up story coming. Like the Disney Pixar movie Up with the, you know, the balloons being in the sky, all that stuff. The one that makes you cry in the first 10 minutes with a sucker punch of an opening story. And then you're like, oh, there's a really, there's a movie after this? They are amazing at their shorts, but that's what's coming. More Up in short form. I don't think with a balloon involved this time because I kind of feel like the story would be about the U.S. military shooting it down at this point, and that just that just sounds like a bummer. But promotion for the new Pixar movie Elemental all about racist elements has begun. The trailer just arrived, and when the movie does come out in June, it is going to be paired with a short at the beginning, as they tend to do. This one called Carl's Date. And actually, it was one of the last projects Ed Asner was working on before he passed away. It is absolutely going to make you cry within 10 minutes again, so I'm just saying right now, be prepared and maybe buy some stocks and Kleenex or something. 
more in the saga of the Cure and Ticketmaster. Of course, there's been so much in the news and in courts even about Ticketmaster and ticket prices and uh, Robert Smith of the Cure who are you know planning their tour, right? They're going on tour very soon. Tickets have been going on sale and he's been going to bat, having conversations with uh, what he calls unduly high service fees on tickets for that North American tour. Now he's asking about the weird overpriced face value tickets that seem to be popping up. There is a, uh, a, a an area where fans can kind of get together and sell their tickets at face value to each other. Kind of a little forum that is available, but some people are claiming that they've seen their ticket exchange rate valued at thirteen sixty nine American, while other people are saying, hey, wait, I have almost the exact same seats in a similar venue in a different city, and we paid $160. And no, that's Canadian, so USD would be 115 Huge discrepancies in the ticket prices, and Robert Smith wants to know why. Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. I feel pretty brave about certain animals that are deemed universally scary. You know what I mean? Like, I can handle handling big insects. Makes my skin crawl a little for sure, but even the hairy, fangy tarantula types, I've done it before. I've had big, big birds of prey on my arm before with that intense stare they give you. That's intimidating. And, you know, I've encountered snakes in the wild. Not around here, mind you, but I have, and I haven't freaked out about it. But a man in Edmonton just this past week came home to his apartment, his wintry, wintry apartment, to find a meter-long stretch of nope rope behind his couch. Yeah, just a snake chilling. And I will tell you right now that if I were in that situation, I would absolutely mess my pants uh, in an instant. It's not even a contest. I'd be momentarily hysterical. And this snake is not even from around here either. Uh, His species is from eastern and southern United States. Clearly... It was living with somebody, and uh, thankfully not a venomous one, so, you know, there wasn't really much danger in the situation, but still, I would have been so freaked out. You know you would have, too. This is a scenario that is laughable, but also is hard to laugh. Like, some people are actually genuinely upset about Michelangelo's statue of David? Like, it's the middle friggin' ages, right? Like... Seriously, so so what if a piece of art from the 1500s has a little twig and berries not covered up by a twig and berries? Art is about humanity, and we all have a human form, like it or not. If you didn't know, this is all because a school principal in Florida was fired because some parents found out that some kids had been shown an image of the classic art piece. You know, the same kids who get picked up by a ride with truck nuts swinging from the tow hitch, I'm sure. L- let's be clear here. No students are being exposed to any pornographic materials through their respective curriculi, all right? Stop burning books and maybe try reading one. Friday. Good news about Ozzy coming from Sharon Osborne. She says that he is back and feeling much better. Uh, and this is very much uh, a reason for this being even asked is because Ozzy has been put on the, the headlining uh, list for the Power Trip Festival in California later on this year. People are going, can he can he do it? Will he be there? Uh, they say yes. Says he's doing very well. Although he does say that he is retiring from touring due to a series of health issues. So it very well could be his last show. Maybe. We'll see. Meanwhile, over in Kiss News, Ace Freely is not so happy about the piss remark that Paul Stanley recently made that was revolving around guitarist Ace Freely, as well as drummer Peter Chris, who were members of the band back in 1973. However, 
There's a little bit of bad blood between the members. Ace Freely now saying he will release dirt on the members of KISS if there isn't an apology saying he will ruin the band. Eh, I feel like there's a lot of dirt floating around about all those guys. Could be a drop in the pan. And finally, Dolly Parton did a collaboration with Miley Cyrus called Rainbow Land that was banned from a school. So uh, the first graders at a school in Wisconsin were no longer allowed to sing the song. And in response, Miley Cyrus's camp and her, her official uh, charity, the Happy Hippie Foundation, have made a huge donation to an LGBTQ plus organization providing inclusive books for classrooms. Imagine getting upset about kids singing about rainbows. It's another punch lineup, yes! It's been a minute since we've done one of these, and it's all thanks to a story coming out of us from Diananda. Uh, there are lifelike sex dolls on the market in Melbourne, Australia, that are now sold out, but not for the reason that you might think. It's actually because of the carpool lane on the freeway, right? I mean, it's kind of ingenious. Eh, they're not much for conversation, but a great listener, and they never want to change the radio to country, right? Well. Time for the punch lineup, which, as you know, is rapid-fire punchlines coming at you. The setup, lifelike sex dolls have sold out in Melbourne, Australia, because of the carpool lane on the freeway, putting the HO in HOV. Lifelike sex dolls have sold out in Melbourne, Australia, because of the carpool lane on the freeway comes with detachable flotation devices. It's high-tech. Uh, <laughs> there's lifelike sex dolls that have sold out in Melbourne, Australia, because of the carpool lane on the freeway. Just don't drop your kid off at school first, right? Bye, Dad! Bye, Candy Kisses, Real Girl TM. We'll see you after band practice. <laughs> Lifelike sex dolls have sold out in Melbourne, Australia because the carpool lane on the freeway. Now that's using both your heads. Lifelike sex dolls have sold out in Melbourne, Australia because of the carpool lane on the freeway. Hey, better than jammed into the trunk staring out the hatchback window at the driver behind you, right? You're not making it to work on time that morning. And that is the punch lineup. Transmission over. Want more Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday, or just tune into the Steve Reeve Show. Weekday mornings starting at 5.30 a.m. on 100.5 Cruise FM.